0: Welcome to the Willing to Listen South Bruce Proud podcast. Willing to Listen is a grassroots volunteer group based in South Bruce, Ontario that is dedicated to thoroughly investigating multiple aspects of Canada's proposed deep geological repository for spent nuclear fuel. I'm Sheila Wittek, and I'm so excited to have you join me as we delve into this controversial project. So I just wanted to hop on here today and do another Willing to Listen short episode. This one surrounding the... Narrative that's been going around about, you know, the DGR not being agriculture friendly and really this overwhelming theme of, you know, you can't support both nuclear and agriculture. Um, So some of the misconceptions that I'm hearing brought up all the time, which I think, you know, are being brought up on purpose. People know that what they're saying isn't true and they're saying it anyway. The first one is this um, notion of 1,500 acres of prime farmland being lost to the DGR. And I think the first thing we need to talk about um, with that specific conversation is what exactly does constitute prime farmland? You know, if I can go out and plant a really good garden in my backyard, does that mean I have a, you know, my property is now prime farmland? No, not at all. That's not what it means at all. And if you take a drive out the eighth concession where the DGR is proposed to be, there are some really nice farms that way. But in the area where the DGR is proposed to be, the land is is not by any means, you know, a prime farm location. You can drive out, you know, the south end of Teeswater where all, all the big dairy farms are, and the land there is gorgeous. You go to here on Kinloss Township the land is beautiful. you know, flat open fields, gorgeous prime farmland. and, you know, the fact of the matter is that's not what we're dealing with here on the 8th concession. it it's just it's just not. that's it's not it's not the best farmland you could ever come across. there's a lot of bush, there's a lot of, of wetland, there's a lot of river space. you know, the, it's not prime farmland. And then when we talk about that 1,500 acres, you know, it, it sounds like such a big, scary, oh, 1,500 acres of farmland will be lost. Let's be clear. The only land that will be unusable to the public is the 250 acres that's required for surface facilities. So we will we won't be losing 1,500 acres of farmland. At most, 250 acres of farmland. It's like two farms. 200 acre farms two and a half sorry really not that much farmland you know and the the remainder of that land can be farmed if if people choose to do so it's been said multiple times that you know the remainder of the land can be farmed and then the interesting thing that i that i find is the people worried about losing this farmland are also preaching that we should be doing rolling stewardship, you know, leaving the fuel where it is on the reactor sites. And, you know, I think we really need to talk about how much land are we losing in the long term if we do that rolling stewardship? Every single one of our reactor sites, if the fuel is eventually removed to a DGR, those sites can be returned to green space. You know, they can be returned to usable space for the public. If we do rolling stewardship, that's not going to happen. You know, that land where the sites, where the reactors sit now, will never return to public use. And that's a lot more land. Bruce Power alone is over 2,000 acres of land. You know, and that's only one site in Canada. You know, we're worried about this 250 acres, but then we're promoting, I shouldn't say we because I'm not promoting it, promoting this idea of rolling stewardship that in the long term is going to take way more land. You know, and use way more land and have way more land that's unaccessible to people. So that is a total backwards promotion of rolling stewardship if we're concerned about land loss. If we're concerned about land loss, then yes, a DGR is the best answer because it is going to use the least amount of land. (laughs) Like, hands down. So the next issue that I hear of that really burns me is, you know, this narrative that farming can't happen next to a nuclear facility. You know, we can't farm next to this. It's not going to be possible. There's going to be this stigma around all of our food and we won't be able to sell anything, which is just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Bruce Power has been in Bruce County for decades. People have farmed beside Bruce Power for decades with no negative effects on their crops or their production or their bottom line. To say that it would be any different in South Bruce is ridiculous. And the main argument I hear about why it would be different in South Bruce is because the waste is different from a reactor. And you know what? You're right. The waste is different from a reactor in that the waste isn't doing anything. The waste is exponentially safer than a reactor. And the reactor is extremely safe. So to say the waste is different, yeah, it is. It's safer. It's not going anywhere. It's not fissioning. On its own, there's no reaction happening. It's just chilling out, half-lifing itself to nothing. So yeah, the waste is different. It's very different. And that stigma that people are so worried about is most likely, if it does come to fruition, that the DGR is built in South Bruce. And if the stigma does come where people don't want to buy crops or milk or whatever from South Bruce. You kind of have to ask yourself if that's because we have huge welcome to nuke water signs all over the place. You can't be worried about stigma, but then paint the town in a negative light, especially when you're worried about your agriculture industry. So if people are actually worried about stigma from nuclear in South Bruce, you should probably reconsider the wording on some of your signs. You know, as long as welcome to nuke water and a place to glow signs remain standing on farmers' fields. You've kind of brought it on yourself. That's the truth of it. You know, you really shouldn't have those signs up if you're worried about stigma. And then the thing I think that's really pushed this over the edge for me lately is a recent letter to the editor about our local MPP, Lisa Thompson, which I don't know Lisa personally. I only know her as a constituent in her area. And I think that letter is extremely rude. It's painting Lisa in this light of, you need to choose between agriculture or nuclear. And that seems to be the narrative that certain members of Protect Our Waterways are trying to promote around, you know, that if you're pro-nuclear, you are anti-agriculture. And that has to be the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard in my life. You can support nuclear and support agriculture. I know because I'm one of those people. I've said several times that I was raised on a beef farm in Aurelia. I still have beef cattle there at my dad's farm. And I'm also a very openly pro-nuclear advocate. I work in the industry and I am most definitely an advocate of nuclear power. You can support both. They are safe to be together. It's been shown in Bruce Power over and over and over again. And Bruce Power puts out environmental reports where they test nearby farms as close as three kilometers from the plant, which is literally outside the gate. It's just crazy that, you know, we're rehashing these things that have been proven time and time again that there is no effect on agriculture. You know, and I think it's time that we start bringing facts to the table rather than trying to scare our neighbors into supporting our positions. And I think the bottom line for me, in this whole idea of this of this particular short episode, you know, is we don't have to choose nuclear or agriculture. You don't have to be on one side of the fence. If you love agriculture, that doesn't mean you have to hate nuclear. If you love nuclear, it doesn't mean that you hate agriculture. You can love them both. Heck, you could hate them both. But, you know, it's, it's not a dichotomy. You don't have to love one, hate the other. That's not how it works. You can be supportive of both. Both of those industries can flourish if we allow them to. There are so many ways that we as a community can work together to make sure our egg industry does not suffer if this was to come here. But what's not helpful is continually attacking the nuclear industry and making nuclear workers feel like pieces of shit. That's not helping anything. All that's doing is villainizing your neighbor and making them. You know, it's just putting this, this, I don't even know what the right word is for it, but it's just putting this feeling of animosity in them that, you know, okay, you don't think I can like farming? Cool. You know, there's all these things being labeled onto nuclear workers, which is just not cool. And, and you know, nuclear and agriculture are both major players in our county. You know, Bruce County is one of the major ag centers of Ontario. It's A major nuclear center of the world. Bruce Power is the largest nuclear operator in the world. You know, and there's been no ill effects on either of them. You know, and I think it's about time that we start to try to figure out what we can do to make sure that's the same in South Bruce. There's absolutely no reason why a DGR would negatively affect agriculture specifically, at least not the DGR itself. People's opinions and people's behaviors might affect your farming or the ag industry. It's not going to be the DGR. Yeah, I just think we we need to be very cognizant of, you know, what we're saying and how we're saying it. And I think facts matter. I say that all the time. Facts matter. You can't just make things up. You know, facts matter. And, yeah, some of the pro-nuclear, you know, willing to listen, people are getting frustrated. Because there are people opposing this project who feel they can just say whatever they want with no accountability. And that they shouldn't be called out for that, which is a whole other topic, which I will get into in another short episode. But you can continue to expect pushback from me and from my fellow willing to listen members. When you are sharing misinformation or when misinformation is out there, we will correct it. Um, I think that's important you know, for things that aren't true to be corrected, and I will continue to do so. In closing here, I'm just going to let you know that our next short episode, which I'm thinking I'm probably going to put out early next week, is going to be about the ongoing willingness study that's going on in South Bruce right now. I'm going to clear up and discuss some of the misconceptions or misinformation that's being spread about that particular study. And that's it for this episode of Willing to Listen, South Bruce Proud. I look forward to further investigating Canada's plan for spent nuclear fuel along with all of you. Thanks so much for joining me, and remember, we don't have to agree on anything to be kind to one another.